on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Pirates aren't going to be happy with some of the new changes coming over at Google. What does that even mean? It's their favorite app. AR. <laughs> Google ad support leaves advertisers feeling unsupported. But their new feature makes headlines and descriptions, even though it's still in beta. Do you know what a pirate, pirate's favorite letter is? The C. Damn it, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Welcome. Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics. Social media and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. Every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhelm. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on January 19th, 2024. And before we get into all of the digital marketing news of the week, we have some weather in <laughs> Western New York here. And we've got some serious Bruno 19 vibes. We're recording on Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. I can't stand recording on Zoom. I don't know how Morty and Crystal do it over on the Surps Up podcast. It's just not the same as being in person. But I tell you what, this is going to be our best Zoom show that we've ever had. At Definitely least the best one this year. year. All right, Jess, what's going on with you? So um, the Bills, I'm apparently a football fan now, and we sort of watched the game in my household just because they're in the playoffs. We wanted to get involved. So we're watching it. And Jack the whole time is like, tell me if you see Josh Allen, if you see him, say, I see Josh Allen. So I literally uttered those words several times. And I told my mom about it and how we were kind of excited. She sends me this photo, which will be up on the screen. Y'all can see it photo. Um, and she says, you need to show this to Jack. It's Josh Allen and Peppa Pig right? So you guys have seen this photo before. I show it to him. And this is the conversation. I'm going to read a transcript. This is the conversation I had with my four-year-old. Wait, this is him. Is that the real Peppa Pig? Tell me. And I was like, no, Peppa Pig's a character. Somebody put this image together with Josh Allen. He's like, that's Josh Allen, one of the bills. I'm like, yeah. He goes, and that's the real Peppa Pig? I said, no, she's not real. And then he goes, oh, that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> I kid wow. you not. I didn't even know he knew who Taylor Swift was. It's not an ever said in my household. Shep, I would not make this up to offend you. This literally happened. So well, I'm, I'm not sorry. offended. <laughs> and I was gonna say I'm a sports fan now too, because after the Bills won last week, Taylor Swift is probably coming to the next game against the Chiefs at home. So I'm going for the first time in like five years. I'm really happy. Pe Peppa does look that that jacket seems similar to what uh, Taylor wore for the game. <laughs> I mean, if the color is all you're looking at. Okay, Chuck, I've got a pressing question. Yeah. At our holiday party, your husband said he is far more a diehard Bills fan than you are a Taylor Swift fan, which you agreed upon. Correct? No, I didn't. Okay. okay so you're both the same. Is that the same fandom? It's nope. different. Okay. I'm sure your your Similar. husband listens to the show and I'm sure your husband is will do anything for a Bills win. True or false? Um, true. What would you take? A Bills win on Sunday or Taylor Swift never records another song again. 
Um, definitely the Bills would lose. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry, they have next season. You're talking about never versus right now. But you get to keep all the ones that are already recorded. That I'm sorry, Bills. Wow. I hope they win on Sunday, but I would I think, definitely pick that. I think we just created a rift in the Shep household. Yeah. Well, we have to sit next to each other at this game and he's really going to be mad at me. We've been talking all week about what my sign is going to say. And he just keeps saying how it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift and I need to stop. So what is your sign going to say? Did you pick? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm going for one angle. That's like, do you know about seemingly ranch? No. <laughs> Somebody took a photo of her the first time she went to the game and she had a chicken tender on a plate with ketchup and ranch dressing on it. And somebody took a picture and was like, Taylor Swift is caught eating ketchup and seemingly ranch. So I want to talk about like seemingly blue cheese somehow. The Swifties know, but the dads, brads, and chads aren't going to get that. So my other thought is like, Tay, what do you think of that? The second one is, is probably <laughs> going to be a bigger hit, to be honest. I'm doing both, okay? Okay. Signs, yeah. Seemingly I've got a whole ranch. list of ideas. You should wear a double fun. jersey, a Bills jersey, and then a Travis Kelsey jersey. Like um, one of those cut down the middle. I'm not going that far. Mm. I'm rooting for the Bills, but I'm happy to be in the same building as Taylor. That's the point. All right. And before we get to the marketing news, this week's show is brought to you by our universal analytics data solution that we have here at Cypress North. And we also have a website, uadataextract.com, if you want to see more about that. And we are here in 2024. July 1st, you will lose all of your universal analytics data forever. We have a way using the Google Analytics API to pull out more data than you can with the simple export tool. And then we have our data team auditing all of your conversions and events making sure that things match up to the actual numbers and that you have everything pulling precisely. And then you can see everything in a easy to use Looker Studio report so that you don't have to fire up BigQuery anytime you want to compare versus the time a uh, specific week in 2022 or 2021. You'll be able to just hop into a Looker Studio report, see all your revenue conversions, uh, mobile traffic, acquisition sources, everything like that. And if you are interested, um, let us know, head on over to uadataextract.com or hit us up and we can help get our data team cleaning that data, verifying that data, auditing it, and make sure that it is in tip top shape before July 1st hits. All right. And on to the main news this week, Google is cutting hundreds of jobs in engineering and voice assistant and hardware divisions, according to Forbes.com. So there have been several hundred employees across these multiple divisions that were let go on Wednesday, including um, hardware engineering. And this was actually, I believe last Wednesday, but we had already recorded by then. And according to Forbes, a Google spokesperson said that the layoffs were part of organizational changes, quote, to become more efficient and work better and to align their resources to their biggest product priorities, which is just a lot of PR speak. It doesn't seem like, it's like, to become more efficient and work better. I get the alignment part of it. But I think that is very interesting when you juxtapose it with some of the, the, the actual um, areas that were, were cut. So a bunch of them were, like we said, assistant. And then the New York Times also reported that Google said most of the hardware cuts affected a team working on augmented reality or AR. Um, so that's obviously when you combine the real world with a digital overlay. So 
We've seen lately that Apple is really like leaning in to some of that AR. They've got the Vision Pro coming out soon where you can, can kind of punch up your reality. But it does seem that Google might not be pursuing that as much. I would have to imagine, you know, either you've got, like, like they said, the bunch of inefficient people working <laughs> for that first quote, or they're kind of moving away from that. So I, I, I just thought that they were really in an AR, especially, you know, having a pixel phone and being able to, you know, overlay that stuff. We've seen that where you can easily pop things out in Google photos or, you know, even in some of the um, search results pages, you can, you know, find an animal and bring it to real life. But apparently that is a, is less of a priority, at least than some of the um, other divisions that are out there. And then I don't say the hardware divisions, like Google just doesn't do hardware well. <clears throat> they never have. Like, like you feel like it like um, drop cam, everything like that. Um, it's just, it's always sort of been an afterthought. It feels like at least to me. So I understand the hardware side. They just never quite figured out how to launch products well outside of like some of their productivity and Gmail stuff. But um, yeah, so that's sorry to hear for all those Google employees, but at least I think if you're looking to invest your time in developing things, you know, I wouldn't do it with Google AR, that's for sure. And then on top of that, I'm just combining these two stories here. The Google Assistant is removing 17 underutilized features across Android and the speaker and displays. So if you recall, every year from like 20, maybe 2019 to 2021, it was the, the you know, year of voice search and who's going to win the assistant battle and, and everything like that. Um, there are a lot of features that are being cut that didn't seem like it was that hard to run, right? So one thing that you are, is going to be cut is playing and controlling audiobooks um, on, on Google Playbooks with your voice. So if you bought these audiobooks on, on Google Playbooks and you would say, you know, play the play my audiobook you can't do that anymore which again doesn't seem that hard to you really like had the thing yeah i know um and then and, and before i go through some of the rest of them, i kind of cherry pick some of the ones i thought were um at least noteworthy they are really kind of appearing to sunset assistant for like bard driven AI based stuff. So this isn't to say they are totally out of an assistant type feature, but it's not going to be, doesn't seem like it's going to be called Google assistant or it's going to be a different flavor I'd say. But um, again, this is just for Google assistant. And again, the feature is going to be like bard, bard driven. Um, another thing that you're unable, you're going to be unable to do is to set um, or use media alarms, music alarms, or radio alarms on Google Assistant enabled uh, devices. So if you did like waking up to a song, you're not going to be able to. It's just going to be an alarm. Uh, you can still make a custom routine that has a standard alarm. So um, another item is if you like bought into all those commercials with like all the happy people in the kitchen, seeing all the recipes and seeing like the ease of use that an assistant can have. Um, you are no longer going to be allowed to access or manage your cookbook or transfer recipes from device to device, playing an instructional recipe video, or showing a step-by-step -step recipe with the Google Assistant-enabled um, devices. However, they said, what you can do, even though you load up all those recipes or whatever, you can still use Google Assistant to search for recipes across the web and YouTube. 
So again, I, I'm sure that's going to rub some people the wrong way that actually I, took the time to do everything. I feel like the whole draw was having it there. Not that's really strange. Yeah. It's it, my, my Google device is in my kitchen. I don't use it for recipes, but now I'll never get to try. Uh, there was an ambient commute to work time estimates on smart displays. Uh, those are going away. You can still ask for commute times and to get directions by voice. But if it did show up that there was a traffic coming over the Grand Island Bridge for you, Jess, you will no longer be able to see that. So you're going to have to ask it now. And then last I'm coming is- to work no matter what. <laughs> Clear, I'm here today in the snowstorm. I, I don't ask Google anything. I just show up and hope for you're- the best. You're one of two people in the office that were able to make it. <laughs> and then lastly, this is something my kids do all the time when they're like racing each other for something or seeing how fast they can do like a Rubik's cube or something. They say the other thing being sunset is managing a stopwatch on smart display and speakers. So if you are trying to like use a stopwatch, that functionality, too much. Honestly, what much. can you do it with it anymore? Like what? It says you here, you can still set timers and alarms. Thank goodness. Cause that's how we do timeout in my house is with Google. So we need that. Oh, God forbid. And <laughs> I, I get the ability, like the need to change things. And I totally understand uh, integrating BARD into this more, but I don't get the fact like people pay a lot of money and they were sold this bill of goods for things. And I feel like you're going to draw a lot of ill will that right like if you're one of these people that had all these recipes loaded up and were like you know show me my grandma's pasta re- uh, sauce recipe or something like that and now you can't use it you're probably going to think twice about getting another google device in there and then they're killing some engineers on the hardware team it just i don't know the the optics i'd say maybe everything's good and maybe they have ai and, and don't need all this but the optics looking in on this aren't great i have more news from google that isn't great this is an article from Nicola over at the Search Engine Land team, and it is called Google Ad Support is at an all-time low. We asked Google why. Nicola interviewed some people from the community about their experience with support lately. Um, So one of those people was Mike Kelly from Sylvan Learning, and he said after trying to purchase YouTube reservation ads, he was told by his Google rep that they have never heard of them. He said, quote, I have been trying to purchase these ads for three months. Surely it cannot be hard. Sorry, Mike, but everything with Google ad support is very, very hard. (laughs) Then he said, recently, I posted a job on Upwork that pays a reward of $500 for anyone who can get us access to set up instant reserve TV ads for our account. The project is ongoing. So support is that bad that he posted a job on Upwork to try to get some actual support. They also talked to Justin Lincoln from Closed Loop. And he said that Google announced, we reported this, Google announced in December that advertisers could opt out of the search network temporarily for like performance max campaigns. And when it was announced, we were like, how are they going to do this? There were no details in there. Well, he talked to his rep and they didn't even know. It says the rep maintained that this wasn't the case and people couldn't opt out, um, but assured that they would escalate the issue to their manager. However, it would later transpire that even senior staff had not been informed of the update despite the offer's limited run until the end of February. So, and eventually they did figure it out, but it took a lot of work on Justin's part. So another sad story. She also talked to a familiar face, Manahamani from JXT Group. He said reps can no longer help with some of the things they were able to help with in the past. For example, we have a client whose account was suspended, but our reps can't do anything to help us. All of these examples are just people trying to spend money with Google and they won't let them do it. It's just crazy. And I liked this one too. 
Matt Janaway from Marketing Labs, he was talking about how some reps are useless, but they also like won't leave him alone with all the robocalls. So he says this happens regularly and their scare tactics they use are quite ludicrous. They also contact my personal mobile phone number, which isn't on the account at all, other than for two-factor authentication purposes, which wow. must be breaking GDPR. <laughs> These calls yeah. have been often before and after working hours. Yeah, and I think... You know, when you look at that one from that that Justin had mentioned about the ability to opt out of some of these sketchy sites, that was like framed like, oh, guess what? You can now do this. Nobody at Google knew about it. I'm sure some people knew about it, but it's the case where that's, again, probably more lip service than actual, hey, we want to help people, right? Like, yeah. if you want to help people, the first thing you do is be like, hey. Let's make a button. Yeah. Second thing mm -hmm. is, hey, let's inform the team while we're making the button. You know, like you got to tell people that they can opt out and show people how to opt them out. Like if you're the one explaining this to the company in the ad network, that's not good. Yeah. Mm -mm. And the overall story here is just that digital marketers know more about Google ads than Google ads does, which is just very, very sad, but not necessarily surprising. So then she gets into the future. So it was announced that Google is planning a major restructure of its 30,000 person ad sales unit, prompting fears of more job cuts. Um, because people think that all these announcements about jobs going away on the sales side mean that support's going to get even worse. Um, but Ginny from the Google ads team said that that is not the case. And then Nicola reached out to a Google representative, not like the reps we deal with, but somebody <laughs> from the company um, to talk about the state of support. And they said, what can marketers do if they are unsatisfied with the customer service delivered by their Google rep? The Google spokesperson told Search Engine Land, we do strive to provide the best experience for our customers when they engage with our sales and support teams. But if we miss the mark, we encourage customers to provide feedback through our ads help center so we can make improvements. Regarding more specific issues like unfair account suspensions, the spokesperson stressed that advertisers should appeal any decisions they believe to be unfair through the help center. So really not helpful at all. Like, I feel like you're sending a form to nowhere when you do that. So we're all just out of luck and they're telling us that support isn't going away entirely amidst all these layoffs, but everyone's really suspicious of it. That article was posted on January 12th and on January 17th, Nicola posted another article called Google Ads Layoff hundreds of staff amid support crisis. Despite complaints that support is at an all-time low, Google is planning to lay off a thousand employees from its advertising and sales team. Advertising sales team. So advertising sales team. That might be telling that you're the ad sales. Like it, it's, yeah, they, a lot of times many of these folks are veiled as customer support, but what, what do you get? Hey, yeah. apply automated, um, uh, automated recommendations. Mm-hmm. So we're all feeling the same pains, but doesn't look like it's getting any better anytime soon, sadly. Also, I like how there's like, oh yeah, it's filed through the help center. I'm sorry, Menachem is a great advertiser. He can't get things un undone. Like, so what is the help? I'm, I'm with you, Shep. It just goes right into a garbage dump. Yeah, special file. <laughs> you have better news for us, Jess? I actually do. Thank you, Greg, for giving me the uplifting story. Um, I don't know if it's uplifting, but it's at least not negative. So I'll, I'll make it up to you in the, um, in the shooting the hack at the end of the show. Oh, thank goodness. I just, I can't wait for that. It's always my favorite part. 
Um, okay, so this this we can file under Hawaii. Um, cause I didn't hear about this and I'm surprised. I mean, maybe you were keeping it a secret, Greg, until this moment, but neither of you said anything to me about this before. So big news. And it is by way of Boris Beckerick on LinkedIn. He posted one of the best new Google ads features and not talked about nearly enough, which I agree. So he says, say you need to update your ad copy during special periods. You can enter campaign level headlines and descriptions. So with this new feature, you can associate up to three headlines and two descriptions with your entire campaign. Additionally, you can schedule them to run at certain times and pin them to specific positions. And then if you look at his post, he has, yeah, he has instructions on how to implement it. So check and see if this is in your account. If it's not, it is just a beta right now. Um, And you probably gathered this is just for RSAs, Uh, but it's a very, very nice thing. So someone asked how it will compete with your existing headlines that are at, you know, the ad level in your various ad groups. That's a valid question. Um, Ginny did respond and said that we'll have more to share on this soon, but pinning will be prioritized. And that also means that if you have assets pinned at the campaign and ad group levels, both will be eligible to show. She did also share a Google ads help article that had some more details. So there's use cases for this. Obviously, if there's a sale, this would be great. You can just add it to your entire campaign, promote it, and schedule it. That's awesome. Um, It's also great if you frequently need to update certain details across your headlines and descriptions. So then you can just do it once instead of across all your ads. And the big one for me, I think outside of the scheduling piece, is that it gives you an additional three headlines and two descriptions. So you've already got your creative in your ads. Then you have this extra stuff that you can put in. So a lot of times clients say, we want one of our headlines to be our brand name. That's fine. Probably a good idea. But now you can make that at the campaign level because that's not going to change. And then at your ad groups, you have more specific things that you can put in there in your ads. And Google has more to work with, more to optimize with and see how that works. So really, really cool. I like the scheduling aspect, but that extra real estate is really bomb. I love, love, love it. I think this is going to be great when it rolls out. Did you just say really bomb? I did. Hello, fellow kids. Flashback. You got your (laughs) jinkos on over there? I wish I did. They're in the wash. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one and only Boris Beckerek on LinkedIn. Just search for Boris. He's probably the the number one Boris over on LinkedIn. And I also like Boris in our hearts. Oh, of course. (laughs) And I also like his job title or whatever. I don't know LinkedIn. Google Ads consultant and coach. Proudly not a Google partner since forever. That's legit. But Boris has a picture of a bunch of sheep and it says, that one good search query in the other search terms. <laughs> and if you look hard enough, you can see a little doggo in there amidst all the sheep, the one good search query, and all the other close variants mixed in. Love it. Thank you. Shep, can Boris. you find it? What do you have against sheep? There's Not just a lot of dogs. Yeah. Are you sheep over dog person, Shep? I mean, I am Shep. That's Fair point. Fair point. (laughs) Touche, Shep. Got a soft spot. Yeah. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. 
Hi, CYMI people from Melissa Mackey at Beyond the Paid on X. She tweeted an awesome thread this week about competitor bidding in Google Ads. So she said competitor bidding in paid search, yay or nay? It depends. My initial answer is usually nay because most advertisers aren't ready to bid on competitor names. And this is a really long thread. Definitely go at Beyond the Paid on X and make sure you read through the whole thing. But just want to highlight a couple points. She starts by pointing out the negatives of bidding on competitors' names. She says it can be expensive. Keywords automatically get low quality scores, pushing CPCs up, and conversion rates tend to be low. After all, the user was searching for someone who isn't you. Um, but then she gets into some strategies for how you can do this successfully in your accounts. She says, create a landing page that shows why you're better than your competition. Name names. It's critical to be bold here. If you don't want to name your competitor on your landing page, you're not ready to bid on their keywords. And this is something we've talked about a lot internally. So she's definitely taking a stance there. Um, and then she also said, use keywords like cancel and then your competitor's name or alternatives to your competitor's name and other variants that indicate the user is looking to make a switch. I've heard of alternatives before, but I haven't used cancel in any of my accounts. So I thought that was really clever too. So thank you, Melissa, for sharing these insights. Definitely check it out at Beyond the Paid on X. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, Microsoft has a new tool called Retail Media Creative Studio that will generate instant banner ads. I don't know if I like the sound of that. Um, all you have to do is put in the URL and the tool will use AI for quote, in-flight optimization. This will be available in the retail media platform later this month if you wanna test it out. <laughs> I've seen the Pmax videos they make and it's, yeah. it's you know, hellish. Yeah. Microsoft makes Pmax videos too? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Google, Google. Um, I don't know if Microsoft makes Pmax videos, but yeah, it's just usually like when there's an easy option, test it, but definitely put it up against the hard option because if everybody's using AI banner ads, there's a chance you can probably stand out from the crowd. Yeah. I feel like anything with instant and creative, it's probably not the best combo, but give it a test. There is a new TikTok study, which was conducted in conjunction with Magna Media trial that found that non-skippable video ads may harm engagement. 73 hey, this isn't a political show, Shep. <laughs> Magna. Oh, I didn't catch that on. I'm sorry. There's an N. Um, non-skippable, this is kind of political though. Um, non-skippable <laughs> video ads may harm engagement. So 73% of viewers agreed that having the ability to skip videos make them more engaged. And then 56% of viewers say they're more likely to actively watch videos sponsored by a brand when they have the skip option. I feel like they're watching it so they know when they can skip it. Like they're watching that timer. <laughs> They're watching the timer. I just think this study is a little silly, but yeah. do, do with it what you will. What is also, their source? YouTube? Mad like, what were they studying? <laughs> no, I know. Recent, yeah. are, are these re recent results from Iowa, Shep? <laughs> no. No, okay. Yeah, the caucus was this week. I don't know. Yeah, this is what came from it. 
Next up from Brooke Oddsmanson at Brooke Oddsmanson on X. She said, hi, PPC chat. Does anyone know if or when fee rules will be available for Google Merchant Center next? She's having issues with automated UTMs appending from Shopify and GMC was set up as next and she can't switch back to classic mode. Ginny responded from her at ads liaison account and says support for rules and supplemental fees are coming early this year. We know they're important to many. In the meantime, if needed, here are instructions to switch back to classic mode. I was rolled out before those were already available. I don't know, but you might have to switch back or you're out of luck. I, with all these cuts coming out, I feel like Ginny at this point is 90% of Google ad support. Yeah. She, she's like, always has it's like she's like at least Prado principal. She's doing like 80% of all the help. She's the only person who can get anything done over there. It's crazy. <laughs> Next up from Greg at PPC, Greg on X, Greg of the year, 2024. He said, oh, dear, Google, <laughs> Google support is dead. If you didn't already know that from our earlier story, um, example number 121,389. I don't know if he's really keeping track or that's his ticket support number, but it sounds about right either way. Oh, he keeps track. Yep. <laughs> you should have seen uh, 121388 was, was a, a nasty good one. one. <laughs> nasty. So this is a screenshot from the investigation from the ticket. And it says, um, post checking your concern, I would like to inform you that your ads are disapproved due to housing policy. And also, I would like to inform you have not submitted any appeal regarding the policy. In order to go for a manual review, we need two failed appeals under dispute decisions. I would request that you kindly raise an appeal from your end. Like, how? first of all, one failed appeal would be doable. But like, if you're talking to a rep, they should be able to manually look at your account. That is crazy. Like, the, this, all we have is our time. That's all we have in life is our time. Again, I'm trying to give you my money. Like, I just don't understand. Life is such a fleeting thing. And we have to go through and make another disapproved appeal. Like, and you got to wait, typically, at least I'm not sure exactly how long, but what, what advice, what advice we got here? Total joke. Someone who's not a total joke. Neither is PPC Greg, support is. Um, Thomas Assel on LinkedIn. He has some new demand gen news. So you can now select image and product ads and video and product ads when you're setting up your campaign. He says before you could only select product ads individually without image and videos. So if you're in the demand gen space, well, if you're in the demand gen ads space, check it out. Not demand gen because demand gen ads don't work for demand gen. I digress. <laughs> More news from Thomas Assel, PMAX budget pacing insights now rolled out in more accounts. He says these allow you to analyze budget utilization and performance forecast. So an example is campaign A is projected to spend 41% of its budget this month. And then they'll to tell you to check your ROAS targeting settings or et cetera to fix that. I'm assuming none of those recommendations are going to make you spend less, but it's nice that they have them. Big update from Anthony Higman at Big Anthony man. Higman on X. LSA follow of the year 2024, and this is why, or 2023, and this is why. <laughs> Huge news with local services ads across the board. Every practice area is now just a lawyer. He says, if anyone is running LSAs for lawyers, do me a favor and do a search for just lawyer or lawyer near me 
and click into the local business finder and confirm that your client's ads are showing up there even if they do not have general lawyer searches enabled. This is insane. Was there an update I'm not aware of? And then he said, can someone please fix this ASAP? Is there an LSA liaison? There should be. All the letters are in there, in, the, in that word of LSA. There needs to be one. Speaking and of Ant Anthony Hegman, I forgot a gym shirt the one day. And so I had to wear Ad Squire to the gym. Chick magnet. You should have seen. I had to fight people <laughs> off of me. I had put Ad Squire on my chest. Man, hot commodity in a gym. That is so not surprising. I bet they were getting a lot of texts to the phone number. Yeah, people are blowing hey. that up. They're like, where do I get mine? Amazing. <laughs> and then Anthony replied in the comments and said they're pausing all their LSAs. Is that real? From the LSA follow of the year? I couldn't tell if he was being hyperbolous <laughs> or not, but I think they're yeah. getting pretty crazy. On a serious note, you know, a lot of these, these smaller firms or even mid-sized firms, it's really important that you want to get in front of the right people. And if you're, you know, doing something that's, um, employment-based law and you're showing up for personal injury, you just cannot afford three, four, 500 bucks a lead for absolute garbage, you know, and, yeah. and to say that it shows for just lawyers, you should pause all those ads. That's, I mean, that is not acceptable, you know, and it just sometimes feels so dire whenever, you, whenever we do the show, you know, it's always like, doom and gloom and well how could you leave those on how could you leave those on paying that amount for a lead that has nothing to do with your work i guess you can't yeah make sure you're following anthony for updates like that because he's always in the know if you want his phone number i got it find me at <laughs> la fitness next up from akiv javid on linkedin he posted about, he says, now you see your local service ads impressions, top impression rate in search and absolute top impression rate on search. So actually a good update coming from LSAs. Um, but he has a picture of his dashboard and you can see all of those metrics. So that's definitely a welcome addition. And I bet Anthony has a lot of impressions for lawyers in there, sadly, but at least you can see it. Update from Dario Zanoni on LinkedIn. He is sharing an update on meta ads for remarketing for anyone who has Facebook and Instagram shop linked accounts. This is kind of huge. Um, meta has introduced a feature where your custom audiences will now automatically include data from your Facebook and or Instagram shop audience. This integration is designed to help you broaden your reach potentially connecting your ad campaigns with more customers. So broadening your reach is never something I really like to hear when we're talking about remarketing. Um, so that's pretty crazy. And he says, this is enabled by default and cannot be deactivated during the audience creation process, but he found a workaround where you can selectively remove any of these additional data sources after you've launched the campaign. Um, so definitely go check out Daria on LinkedIn if you want more information on that, but pretty crazy. And finally here from Akvila DeFazio at Akvila DeFazio on X. She said, did you lose any detailed targeting yet? Meta began removing more options yesterday. So check if you haven't checked your campaigns in a while, make sure that none of them have been impacted. They're slowly taking them away. So thanks for the heads up, Akvila. And that is it for paid. What's happening in organic? All right. And before we get into the organic section this week, that was brought to you by us. If you are looking for an audit, just a quick 2024 refresh, 
you know, some people, they got two gyms, other people, they just want to make sure that their ad accounts, their campaigns are looking swole. And if you are looking for a Google ads audit, we've got you covered for free. How can you beat that price? It's like, uh, it's, it's like the, it's not even an introductory price. Like these gyms have, it's just free. And what happens is I run through your account for 30 minutes. I'll record it on a loom and send you a video, basically just showing you some of the things that are going great in account, some areas for improvement and best yet. If you've got some other people that are on the account, we've got some whitelisted emails that don't throw up any red flags or anything like that. And done a lot of these very good at them and offering that up for free. So if you are just trying to get a quick uh, tire kick for how your agency is doing here in 2024, let us know over at audit.marketingclock.com. And the only thing is you have to have a minimum of a month at least five thousand and we'll happily audit your account for free, audit.marketingclock.com. All right, and now on to the organic section. Google has announced a new way to search on Android phones dubbed circle to search. The feature will allow users to search from anywhere on their phone by using gestures like circling, highlighting, scribbling, or tapping. And I think this is really cool. There's an example of a Korean corn dog that Google provided and a user goes and circles the corn dog in the topping section. It looks like there's a few of them there. And then what shows up is a bunch of different searches that are related to the item. And I think that's helpful. Like the top thing that came up was, um, why are they so popular? To me, that's not the best result though. I want to know what the thing is. Yeah, right? like you I, probably I, want to know what it is. Like I want a rich result on this. I, I want it more like lens-based. Like if I see something and I'm, I'm, I'm circling a certain aspect, like where did you get this bag or where did these pants come from? I don't want to be like, why do people wear pants? Why are jeans popular? You know, like, I don't know, but I do think it's cool. I'm, I'm hopefully they'll, they'll continue to upgrade and work on it. But again, it's sort of like a more specific lens, I would say. All right. And if you are a big fan of Copilot, are you guys big fans of Copilot? I wouldn't say so. No, Just, the Microsoft you know, AI thing. Just, you know what Copilot is? It's the guy that helps you drive the plane, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it's what <laughs> uh, Bing Chat was renamed to is, is called Copilot, is their AI solution now. And so there is a version called Copilot Pro. It is the most advanced, fastest version of Copilot. Again, it used to be called the Bing Chat Experience. You can get this if you need faster um, access, if Copilot regular is too slow. It is um, a new premium subscription for individuals that provide a higher tier of service for AI capabilities. And it brings Copilot AI capabilities to Microsoft 365 personal and family members. And then you can also create Copilot GPTs yourself if you are a Copilot Pro. And then um, a Microsoft employee on Twitter said that the Bing isn't changing, that Copilot Pro goes beyond with faster speed, even better dolly, and no turn limit, et cetera. So Copilot Pro. Don't all don't all pause the podcast right now just to go sign up. All right. They might have bandwidth issues. Who is going to I'm running over there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is kind of a very specific one, but it comes from Barry Schwartz, the incredibly fast talker over on Search Engine Roundtable. 
And Google structured data examples are now using hashtags for ID references. It's now the best practice. So if you've got something like a video and you're trying to show a specific ID for something, you used to have your at ID equal just the word like clip. One is the example that was shown. Now the ID example would be a, a pound sign clip one. So not that big of a deal unless you are cutting things up and have different IDs for content. Okay, this is something that is going to shock us here. We better check, like we might be in trouble because there was an article on Semaphore called The Incredible Shrinking Podcast Industry. Are we about to lose our jobs? According to Semaphore, Apple has quietly, quietly tightened its reporting of how many people listen to podcasts sending shock waves through an embattled audio industry still reeling from the end of a Bruno 19 era production bubble. And the shift that was a technical shift with Apple and they've begun switching off automatic downloads for users who haven't listened to five episodes of a show in the last two weeks. Uh, and Julie Bacini sent this to me. I looked at our stats. I, I didn't see any major issues. It started around September um, so if you do run a podcast, what basically was happening is all those would be downloads and people would use that to say how many people are reached, but you now have those, uh, you know, minimums that you have to do with the five, um, you have to listen to five episodes of the show in the last two weeks, which that seems like a lot. That is a lot. Do you, we don't have that. We'd make one a week. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people listen to a show five times for a marketing clock. <laughs> I, I do. Okay. And then from the article, long running shows that published frequently were hit particularly hard. A user who listened to the show, like the New York times, the daily, a few times subscribed, but stopped listening in the past. They would continue to count as a download indefinitely. But now if you drop off for a while, um, you are not going to count. According to the article, another well-known podcaster and executive said for some shows, the decline in downloads was as high as 40%, but I mean, we don't say anything. So I guess people just love our content and consume it regularly. So we appreciate you and share with a friend. All right. There was an article over on Search Engine Land that was called A New Research Study Asks If Google Search Is Getting Worse. And the study was published by the Leipzig University, Bauhaus Universität Weimar, and SCADS AI in Germany. The study concluded that the dynamic adversarial spam in the form of low-quality mass-produced commercial content deserves more attention. Now, if there's one thing I learned as a kid, when you see a study from Leipzig University Bauhaus Universistat webinar in SCADS AI, you listen. <laughs> so I hope Google is paying attention. <laughs> All right. We also have a whole bunch of updates from YouTube. They're rolling out new shorts editing tools. So you can take your long form content. There's a remix button that you'll see. And you can edit something into a short. Um, and there's also layouts that are included in this. And then you can just save this into a short if you're looking to make your high quality long form content into a 60 second short. This feature is only compatible on iOS, which is always my favorite. 
I just, that, that's, that needs to be one of my things. just like those subtle things that makes you happy when Google announces something, but not for their own products. Really crazy. I just love it so much. They let um, everybody go. Who's going to yeah, make I guess it? They can't make they it. Phone is hardware, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, they say um, Android in the near future. A few other updates. There is a new collab tool that enables creators to make shorts videos alongside existing YouTube videos or shorts in a split screen format. So that's pretty much like TikTok and Instagram, right? Shep? Yeah. What, what? is it? Tick TikTok name? What's the TikTok name of it? It's a, it's not a remix. It's a, a duet. Duet. Yes. The duet. This is called a remix. So this is the, or collab. Sorry. You have to hit the remix button, then go to the collab button oh, to do your shorts collab. What'd you say? <laughs> Co-pilot? No, no, I wish. Additionally, we talked about this in 2023. Google had tried to launch Google Podcasts. I believe it was around 2021. They axed that, and there is now a YouTube migration tool for Google Podcasts. So if you're a big podcast user, you can now transfer your podcast subscriptions to YouTube Music or another podcast app of your choice. So that. And then there are some other podcast enhancements that are happening. YouTube uh, is going to allow listeners to pick up where they left off of a podcast. Yay. That wasn't a thing before. <laughs> That's not. Wow. <laughs> um, and then the show listeners uh, podcast recommendations, if you use YouTube music, I know we have some listeners that use YouTube music. And then lastly, new episodes of subscribe podcasts will be automatically downloaded for offline listening. Um, so again, it looks like Google is trying to bolster their podcast game with YouTube. It also seems like they're trying to do it with YouTube music. I still don't get what they're doing with YouTube. If you want people to listen to podcasts, you need to be able to have your home screen off. YouTube doesn't work if your home screen's off unless you're premium. That is, that is going to be the biggest hurdle in the world to ever get people to listen to podcasts on YouTube. It is a complete non-starter. I don't care what they do. I don't care if they let you pick up from a certain spot you were in the, in the past. If I can't have my phone screen shut down and keep listening to the podcast, I'm never going to use the service. It doesn't make sense. It's never made sense. I don't understand what anybody's doing over there. Am I, am I, am I wrong on that? No, I, no, that's yeah. just how they want to get you. They, they want you to be that frustrated. So you pay. And then the last bit of the YouTube news is there are now going to be shopping sounds. So if you have a shoppable um, YouTube channel, you can now enable a shopping set or you can access a shopping sounds library to use audio clips to make the shorts shoppable. So I'm assuming that just like you hear a noise and then like a product pop, pops up. So maybe it's like a blah, and then you can like see, oh, I could go buy this here. However, this is only for shorts. So you can use it within um, the YouTube mobile app. You have to create the short, add the sound, select the all sounds banner, and then browse the shopping sounds library to pick clips that allow you to tag products. I don't understand why you can only do it for the 60 second videos. Maybe it'll come out to the higher quality, longer produced videos as well, hopefully. Oh, and there's one more thing. There's members only scheduling. So if you've got content and you've got subscribers, you can now um, set time for the members only to view ahead of time. 
and then for the video to come out to those that are um, non-members as well. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. I know there are a lot of channels out there that are sort of moving away or testing other platforms other than YouTube, but I think this is a good one to keep people around, right? If you can get subscribers, you can get them their content early, and then that content can still be delayed to the public. That's a huge tool for creators. So I think that one is actually a great one. Okay, Google also has a timeline view coming for some knowledge panels in the mobile search interface, or at least it was spotted in the wild. Barry Schwartz, incredibly fast talker, said that it seemed to be related to the notable moments card knowledge panel feature. And there's an example of Tom Cruise. Before you look at this example, how old do you think Tom Cruise is? Game, I'm everybody home, play. I'm really good with ages. Okay, don't you go last. Jess, how old is Tom Cruise? I scrolled ahead. I know the answer. Okay, Shep. I feel like I know he was born the same year as my mom. Wow. So you can't 60, say now. 63. 61. In in this example, you can see that in 2023, he had upcoming projects, including Mission Impossible. In 2018, he got back into Mission Impossible. Like, great. I want the timeline for the personal life section. That's the only section I look at on the Wikipedia page. I know. I want like the, hey, hey 2014, jumped on Oprah's couch. Yeah. When that's, did he jump mm-hmm. on the couch? That's yeah. what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, the image that was included in Barry's article was very concerning. There's a woman on a whiteboard. <laughs> I took way too long looking at what was going on here. I cannot tell what language that is. I do not think it's a language. I think it's AI scribbles. Well, her and eyes are closed too. This her is eyes like, are closed. She's and I think possessed. Her pencil. I think she a has a pencil, not a, a whiteboard marker. And I think the tip is pointing towards her. Look at that grip. Right. Wow. She's her eyes are closed, like she's like dreaming of Fabio or something in his golden locks before he got hit by that bird on the roller coaster. <laughs> and then I think she's holding the pen the wrong way. Yeah, so anyhow, there's a lot happening. Even if she's holding it the right way, the tip would not be able to touch the white the whiteboard based on her grip. Yeah. I'm going to nominate this is, yeah. for a 2024 Klocksker AI-generated image of the year, Shep. <laughs> That's a great category <laughs> idea. Write it down. Barry's going to win them all. <laughs> okay. And from Calicube here, there was a study. I, I don't know the exact details. I didn't see like the, the sample sizes and stuff. But apparently in the July, September, 2023 core update, which uh, I believe was Jason over at Calicube dubbed to be the killer whale update, which I kind of like, kind of like that. Um, apparently Google has stopped using Wikipedia to, for citations uh, more than they have in the past. So apparently um, the percentage of person entities from Wikipedia and the knowledge vault dropped from 41% in June, 2023 to 12% for 2023. And there's a nice little chart here showing that um, what that looks like. It's from a huge piece of pie to a small one. Like that's charts with Greg. And in not in ad news from Crystal on the web on X, Crystal Carter, she says, heard about Google's new discussion forum posting rich result, which we've covered many times. Well, guess what, SEOs? Wix is the first CMS with built-in schema markup for this new SERP feature. So if you're struggling with discussion forum posting uh, that was rich results, you might want to try Wix. Again, not an ad. We do not make a single dollar off of that. <laughs> Wix.com, Wix.com, Wix.com. All right. <laughs> and that is it in organic. What's happening in social, bud? 
All right. First up in social this week, move over MySpace, move over YouTube. <laughs> Because Mr. Beast, aka Jimmy Donaldson, I did not know that was who his name. knew his name. Um, Andrew Hutchinson knew his James. name. <laughs> so Mr. Beast, seriously popular YouTuber. If you don't know, he uploaded one of his videos directly to X as a means to test monetization capacity. And in his post, he said, one dollar car versus is that a million dollar car, hundred million dollar car? I'm not doing the zeros. I'm curious how much ad revenue a video on X would make. So I'm re-uploading this to test it. We'll share ad revenue next week. So this is a repost of note of something that he had already posted on YouTube a few months ago. Um, he did say in a previous post on X that his videos cost millions of dollars to make. So even a billion views on X wouldn't really fund even part of it. So it makes sense that it's not original content. But the point is he is testing, posting something directly on X. And if he's testing, who else is going to follow? especially is, people who don't need content. to spend that much. Well, it's original content, but it's not, um, exclusive not exclusive yeah. to X. Yeah. Yeah. Not exclusive proper word choice. Um, but if your video doesn't cost you millions of dollars to make, like it might be a good time to test. Cause I think just the fact that Mr. Beast is doing it is going to call attention and now maybe more people will want to do it. And if it doesn't cost you that much and you just really want to make some money and try it out, it probably makes sense to do it. Um, so he did note, like I said, that they are going to, he's going to share the, um, dollar signs next week. So I will not be on the show. So if y'all could pay attention, see if he posts it and also let me know, cause I won't be listening. Uh, but I would love to hear how this test goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to know. He usually posts out those for subscribers only on X to be fair. But I think this is like actually big news. Like, like we've talked about for the past, I don't know, like once every week you know for about the last month here where if you look at when he wasn't mr beast but maybe when he was like baby beast he was like 13 and all he's ever talked about is youtube if you ever listen to him on the joe rogan experience all he talks about is youtube and how amazing youtube is and it's youtube 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 and to see him going around and testing different monetization like i would imagine somebody that's putting millions of dollars towards all their videos isn't like a huge fan of now being like oh cut it into shorts we got a little shopping sound for you but only in shorts you know what i mean like yeah i know that we keep covering a lot of studies and stuff like that but i would say this is like actually again pretty notable it definitely is and obviously we talked about it last week we're gonna talk about it again in a second but x is trying to push video too so this is big for them as well and so we did talk about x exclusive video content coming to the platform last week. We speculated there'd be cool ad opportunities possible, possible. Um, and there still might, but social media expert Chris Messina shared a code snippet last week that suggests X is actually looking at a different angle for generating revenue off of their exclusive video content. So it looks like they're developing prompts that will uh, be triggered when a viewer watches for a certain amount of time, basically pushing them to sign up for premium in order to keep watching. Not a lot of details. Um, on when this would actually prompt during the view or if they're if it's actually going to see the light of day or just a test but it's interesting maybe they'll give people options you can either subscribe and watch the whole thing or watch with ads or both but the point is they're thinking about ways to make money off of video um, and if they are going to have those exclusive shows coming then it does make sense so we'll see and some nice writing from Andrew Hutchinson may he look at us someday he says, bad news for fans of images of cartoon monkeys, because with X removing its snippet for NFT profile pictures, which until this week had been a feature included in its X premium package. So RIP in peace, monkeys, that is going away. 
And finally here, if you're out there using threads, good for you. And here's some news. You can now hide and like share counts on your posts. So rejoice. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. All right, working hard for me this week, slide templates. Shout out to our creative team and Jill of Agency Scoop fame. Here at Cypress North, we do a lot of presentations and it is just so nice to have a template to start with so that you can kind of just like fill in your content and not worry about designing the thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for saving me all the time. Templates, people, they work hard. Hardly working for me this week is Google's quality score and the landing page experience part of it specifically we have a client we're working to revamp their landing pages and the client is really focused on that landing page experience score in google ads and trying to get it to above average we have the same landing page basically with some different content in many many ad groups in this account and like the scores will be all over the place even for ad groups with a really high conversion rate um and in the definition of the landing page experience, it talks about how they look at the usefulness, the relevance of the information provided, um, the ease of navigation for the user and the number of links on the page. But they just give you a good, better, best at the end of the day. So they don't say like which of those pieces you need to improve. So I well, feel it, like it's just kind of useless for the advertiser. It's yeah. And it, it, it's not good, better, best, right? It's like average, above, average, average, below, below average. Or, yeah. yeah. Stupid. So... <laughs> And if you're not going to consider conversion rate, I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and all these pages convert crazy good. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Uh, mine's optimized targeting. I, on my own, I, like I was just going through auditing some stuff um, for, for one of our clients and I was just double checking a couple things and I was trying to see where the optimized targeting would be turned on or off. And I just couldn't find it. I could not find out where it was in the campaign settings for optimized targeting. And I forgot, so I Googled it. And so something that is working hard is on Elizabeth Starrow. She had an article that came up first on Cypress North and led me to the light. It is within the ad group setting. It is not at the campaign settings. I always forget that. And it is just so hard to find on your own. And I found it. And if you're ever looking for turning on or off optimized targeting, Go to your ad groups, not your campaigns. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a custom chat GPT for SEO pros like you and me. And it is brought to you by one Bailey Gribben of Cypress North. Shout out Bailey for all the hard work on this and for the amazing name that makes me want to up my game. It's Cypress CO from Cypress North. And um, it will help you optimize your page data by analyzing content for provided URLs to create effective title tags and meta descriptions in its own words. It will utilize web browsing ability to detect to direct content analysis, create initial drafts of SEO elements, refine them through internal auditing, and present the final output in a table format with revised title tags and meta descriptions. And we're still making some tweaks and changes, always making it better. If you want to check it out, it's bit.ly forward slash GPTSEO. That's bit.ly forward slash GPTSEO to check it out and see what it can do for you. Or as always, 
who you'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. That's newsletter and community.marketingclock.com respectively. So pick your poison, check it out and let us know what you think. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Anya Gildner over on discosloth.com. She has an article called How to Leverage Google Merchant Center for Competitive Advantage. And this is a fantastic article. If you have any Merchant Center clients or if you run a Merchant Center account yourself, Anya takes you through talking merchant or taking Merchant Center beyond optimization, some of the basics of Google Merchant Center, the market demand and how you can analyze categories, discover all these different elements about your products and the competitive visibility metrics that you can use to see how you stack up against others, some of the tips and tricks for products within Google Merchant Center. Uh, same thing with pricing and how to really take a, a, a strategic look at that and uh, promotions as well, much more. So if you are run a Merchant Center account, running ads, you need to check this out by Anya over at Disco Sloth. Thank you, Anya. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Just bud, what will you be adding to the playlist this week? This week, we're coming straight from my day list, which uh, is the Overthinking Solitude Wednesday afternoon, which I really wow. thought was nice. Um, very good sleepy vibes. I'm going with You're All I Want by Cigarettes After Sex. Mine's wait, called- wait, 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 wait. You have a Wednesday afternoon Playlist. He doesn't know about the day list. You don't know about the day list? No clue. Let's, I don't think anybody knows about the day list. Explain. Everyone knows. Everyone we'll knows explain. about the day list. Yeah, we can The explain. listeners know about the day list. Yes, they should. But we should explain for anyone who doesn't because it's really cool. Yeah, for the class. So Spotify will generate your day list, but you get several throughout the day based on what you typically listen to at this time of day. It like curates a playlist for that mood. And then it gives you a stupid cool name like this, like Overthinking Solitude Wednesday afternoon. Mine is called Relaxing Jazz Wednesday afternoon. You don't a lot you of listen mine... to jazz? jazz? Oh, she does. Or jazz. Yes. Jazz. Um, yeah, when I am actually, like when I have to write something for work and I'm not like in a spreadsheet or in a platform, I can't listen to anything with words. So I do like jazz or Harry Potter soundtracks. How do yeah, I find She's a big jazz man. Is. You didn't know that? Just search for Daylist. If you're, do you have Spotify premium? Yes. Search for Daylist. Daylist. Okay. My daylist is called Daylist. Nostalgia Summer Camp Afternoon. Wow. That's cool. Check it yeah. out. Mine's relaxing jazz, but I'm going to pick Tis the, the Damn Season by Taylor Swift because I'm going to, you know, meet her this weekend. So go Chiefs. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to pick uh, The Tower by Future Islands. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. We can't wait to see you in person next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And back by popular demand, we are talking about 
my least favorite type of video, injury videos. We're going to go through our least favorite type of injury video today. Greg, do you want to get us started since this was your idea? Yes. Okay. I th There's a lot of really bad ones. Again, I like the funnier ones where people go tumbling off rope swings like we talked about last week. If you missed it, check it out at the end of the show. I'm going to go with one that anytime I see them start, I just have to look away. It's when people are doing like car donuts and street racing because there are crowds of people and people just go around and around and like do burnouts. But what happens inevitably is they get closer and closer and closer to the crowd and they always hit people. And it always like is the most cringy thing ever. And I'm sure people get like really, really hurt with it. And you always see it coming. So A, that's my number one. And B, never get close if somebody's doing burnouts with their car. I have never seen anything like that on film. Oh, I'll send you a bunch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. on the worst corners of the internet. <laughs> or like, I feel like it's on ridiculousness and all the clip shows and things like that. I feel like they show that a lot too. Or if you I have a younger brother. Like a lot of times they go up over the back of the trunk and those are like, okay. But when the car hits them and they go under, it's, it's terrible, terrible. Mm -hmm. Don't okay, like it. Jeff, <laughs> Um, well, speaking of clip shows, I feel like this is just overdone and I don't even have any, but I know that it hurts like a kick to the balls. Am I allowed to say that? You don't just, like those? I don't. I just feel like it, it's just, like I said, they're overdone and I just, I don't, it hurts to watch. You could just see the pain. No, no, I totally future, disagree. They're children. When there's a you little disagree? kid lining up on a tee and they got the baseball and they swing the bat and the ball goes flying at the dad, it's chuckles every time. <laughs> That is totally different. I'm talking like somebody just goes up to their buddy and they're like, oh, it's going to be so funny if I do this. And then it's just like two adults kicking each other. When have Little you seen that? Jackass. I feel like you just think it's boring. No, I and think painful. it's fun. It's because it, I don't like the morbid stuff. That's just me. But I, I, I know we're at the queen of darkness here, so... <laughs> She yeah. has her own taste. I don't even have morbid stuff on my list because I feel like it goes without saying. Like no one wants to watch somebody actually get hurt. I don't know. I just that's my whole list. Really, yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, wait for my list. I it's really coming. hate. I don't think there's like an um an audience out there who's into this, but I really don't like sports injuries. I'm gonna go particularly with like an ankle sprain when you're watching football and they like go back and zoom in on the injury. As someone with aching anks. <laughs> I really can't watch it. Like I feel their pain. I hate I was, it. See, to me, it's the knee. The knees are way worse than the ankles. When you see uh, that knee bend sideways, and it's like uh, that knee does not go that way, and that player is probably out for the year. That so again, I think to me, it's like order of magnitude of injury. Where like if your knee goes the wrong way, you're probably out for a year. If it's an ankle, you're probably out a few weeks. And you have to like watch them like react to it and their like career could be over and they're so sad. And sometimes they show their wife in the stands. Like it's just terrible. I hate it. Okay. You guys have some easy ones here. All right, chef. Oh, snake. I've got two in We're a row. Snake draft. Yeah, chef, snake draft. This is another sports one. There was some guy who like something happened to him and like the bone popped out and I will God, never no. be the same. I will never be the same. Okay, that so compound fractures in I, sports. Okay. I can't. So that doesn't count as another one when the bone comes out? No, no that counts. Totally okay. yeah. yeah. It like I, comes out of the skin. Horrible. I'm so upset. Like, I cannot even watch. Don't watch Anderson Silva um, fights. Who is she? Oh, God. I should, <laughs> oh, my God. I, that's going to be my next choice. Okay. Okay. Just, 
(laughs) Well, that was going to be mine. I should have started with that. I really don't like animal bites. Like when you see, like, I don't like the aftermath of a puncture. Like, I don't like to see a puncture wound, but you ever see, again, I'm like going back to jackass. That's what I reference for everything. But like when they have alligators, like bite you on purpose and then they try to pull it back and the thing won't let go and the skin is just there and it's just like stretchy and gross and the teeth are sharp, but then they show you the wound after and it's just, it's so uncomfortable. Like a puncture wound from an animal okay, bite. But they're laughing when they show you that. That's it the doesn't ma- No, it, it okay. hurts. You mean to tell me that doesn't hurt that person or they're not on drugs, but it hurts later. And I still don't like to watch it. That's the thing. Is this a criteria of like what we like to watch or like what the person's going through? This is what this the least I dislike. Least favorite injury videos. Yeah. So it's Got not it. because the person's hurting. I just don't like to watch it. It's gross. Also, Shep, I don't think Jess likes jackass. I actually I love know, Jackass. I, I thought you would. <laughs> Everything from your list is from it. But I like like mouse traps going off and, and electrocuting people. I like that. Okay, well that's my that's my number two. Swear to God, electric electrocution. Yeah. And I'm talking people on poles. When there's oh, somebody up on a pole no. or on a line or on a wire, it is a the absolute worst injury video. Oh, to watch. Who is posting that video? Uh, million ways to die on X. Or F around and find out. There's like a billion of them. I, they should be arrested. Because it's instant death. Like, I just don't (gasps) like the morbid, like you just, just gone. And you follow it? I I like some of the, I like the, I I follow it for the rope swings. (laughs) I I don't, I skip that. If anybody's around power lines, I cannot watch it because it's just, it is instant. You just don't have any, any movement. The worst. Yeah, when I said I like no, the execution, that's not what I meant. I meant like I think that's what it is. Like tasers and things. I did not mean no, I don't want to watch that. I do not want to watch somebody die. I think that's awful. I cannot believe that that stuff makes it to the internet. I mean it can, but I just mm-mm. well, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about what not to do. That's what I learned. I'm just not going up there. I don't like the height. Okay. Get the electricity. Get me off the pole. <laughs> this is kind of goes in line with Shep. Um, but when somebody is running fast to do to do something. And then either their arm gets stuck or their leg gets stuck and they continue to go fast. And oh. there's a, there's a break. That, those are the worst, absolute worst. And that's, and that's not even thing? that morbid. No, it's just like parkour and, you know, people trying oh. to jump buildings and no, no, it's, mm-hmm. it's when, it's when the leg gets caught in the body. No, it's, it's there, there's snappage. I, I hate that. Don't like I it. like the fun ones. I like the fun rope. I like the 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 fun ones. Yeah, fun injuries. Just you're probably gonna fight with me and say that this one is fun, but I again. Let me guess. Licking me. licking a like nine volt shit. battery. No, that's fun. Okay. That's fun. Um, no, uh, teeth. Anything with teeth. So like mm. people, even if they're like setting up, pulling out their kid's tooth, I don't like that. If you like hit your face on something, have a broken tooth. Nothing with teeth. I don't know if I took too many with that, but I, the whole category of teeth. Mm-mm. That happens in my nightmares Te- sometimes. <laughs> teeth injuries. Breaking your teeth? Yeah, I have a lot of dreams about my teeth. I don't like it. Okay, I'm going with UFC has no place on television. I cannot believe that restaurants and bars play it on TVs while you're sitting there. Any kind of like person just getting beat up, like punched in the face over and over and over, and you see them getting a black eye, they're bleeding. Like, I hate it. Why is it on television? Is that even an injury? That's like more like they get hurt. It's an injury to me. Okay. It's an injury. And then Is notice it? these are all things that are just like come across my vision. I would not seek injury videos out like the two of you. I don't okay. seek them out either. 
And then I would yeah. say for my last one, any like a slip and fall, but you also hit your head. Oh, concrete. On a hard That's on my surface. list. Yeah. It takes all the fun out of a slip and fall. Like that's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so I'm done. Hmm. This is hard because you guys are taking all the good ones. I I don't like when nails come off. People like pull them off. They're close. Yeah. Jess, I've yeah, got a movie like... recommendation for you. <laughs> Stir of it? Echoes, starring Kevin Bacon. Do they pull nails out? I'm not. You gotta watch it. See what happens. Oh. District nine, I think is one that I started to watch. And towards the very beginning, the guy's nail, like they pull it out for like, like it got hurt or something like that. And I stopped watching the whole movie. I couldn't finish it. I just don't like, I know that's a film and not an injury clip, but no, no getting rid of nails. Don't like it. I hate this mm. game. I just think I, about the feeling underneath of your finger. <laughs> I've also known Jess for, for almost 11 years. I've recommended Stir of Echoes every single year that I know her. How many times have you watched it, Jess? Zero. I just talked about it this week. <laughs> Stir of Echoes? With Kevin Bacon, yeah. Oh, you're right. You did. It just happened so frequently that I just block it out. Okay, is it my last one here yeah, now? Yeah, you got to bring us home. I don't know what people are doing. It's, it's also like a big thing overseas. Trains. People mess with trains. Oh, people yeah. hang out of trains. People go on top of trains. You should, I will, for the rest of my life, never put my head out of a train. Nothing good happens with trains. You should never mess with trains. When that little flippy sign thing comes down, you should obey that. I don't mess with trains. I it is either. some of the worst stuff in the world. Trains. That should go without saying. Literal train wreck. But that's the thing. People like hang out. There's like all these like beautiful views and stuff, but then there's tunnels. And it's uh -huh. like, you're on a train and there's a tunnel and you're a fleshy thing. Things, things don't work out. <laughs> That is the best moment in a movie, though, where you're like on the subway and you go just before the sign. Like, that's real good action when it's no, fake. that is that is too dangerous. Oh, God. Okay, oh. well, that was a truly miserable experience, and I'm really sorry to the listeners. Please, so wait, Jess, back. what did you have? You had a paper cut. What else did you have? Oh, I had a kick in the balls, <laughs> animal bites, anything with teeth, and your nails. <laughs> okay. And I had car donuts and street racing. I had electrocution. I had people running where their legs or arms get caught. And then I've got trains. I had ankle injuries. When the bone comes out of the skin, um, UFC and head trauma. All terrible. There's no winner here. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks we, for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, you know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked.